Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Chattanooga men's and women's tennis teams have wrapped up their seasons. We've got a quick review today on Mox on the Mic. Men's coach Chuck Mersbacher joins us in a few, and we'll begin this week with women's head coach Chad Camper. January and February were really good to you guys. Now, what changed come March? Yeah, the mixture of a lot of things. I think uh, going outside, and, and we had a uh, one of our players get a little bit injured, and and I think in these uh, COVID era, it's hard to, a little harder to maybe steer the ship as usual. And uh, so, but we were playing okay. We were improving, which which kept me optimistic. We were improving some spots that we needed to. So there was a great optimism throughout the whole team. Was it difficult this year with such a young group? Because you've got a roster that's, correct me if I'm wrong. Now you're void of seniors, right? Well, the the few of the girls have they'll have played their their four years, so they're they're they've graduated. Actually, I think today, so uh, or yesterday. So yeah, we're having some new players come in. But you are right. I mean, with, with COVID last year and shutting the world down, a lot of the freshmen just weren't able to compete uh, in that spring and have that conference feel. So there was definitely everyone was kind of all over the place when it came to experience. Emma Van He is all-conference. She's named to the Southern Conference all-second team uh, all-conference selection. A little bit about her. She's one of the few upperclassmen that you have. So a little bit about her and kind of how her season went. Yeah, she, she played phenomenal from, from the get-go. You know, all the international players, because of COVID, stayed here in the summer because they just were afraid. Uh, if they went home, they may not make it back. So we were really able to work on her game, uh, uh, you know, in the summer and the fall. So she really came out you know, playing well, both doubles and singles and uh, had some hiccups at the end of the year, but I know she finished the season, you know, really strong. She's kind of the example of the other players look up to in a match and in practice. So um, need a few more players like that in the lineup, that, that would be appreciative. So how many do you anticipate having back then uh, for, for next season? Yeah, we're still kind of working on that. You know, there's so much going on with the with the transfer portal and, and, and recruiting and then the dead period ending, you know, June, uh, May 31st. There's so much in the air. I, I think if you, my answer would be different every week if we met every week. You have, I believe, four players that are uh, from overseas that are from out of the country. You're talking about a group of kids that haven't been home in a while. That, uh, that was a huge factor. Yes, yes. Now, what is their plans? Will will they be able? Do you anticipate them going home for the summer this year and trying to come back? What's what's the plan there? Yeah, I think they're all all of them plan on going home uh, and seeing their family. Many of them haven't, you know, been home in, in a year and a half, over a year and a half. I mean, I'm wow. 41 years old, and I can't wait to see my mom and dad in, in, in about three weeks. So uh, I can't imagine what they're going through, which is something you're thinking about, you know, and you're trying to work on a player's game and. And my players do a great job in the classroom. And we had a 3.6 GPA last semester. And like, I mean, they do a great job. You really factor that in and how they're doing, you know, emotionally and, um, you know, mentally and stuff. So they're going home and I think they're excited and, and I think they're tired of me. So it'd be good for them to go home and, and get away from coach camper for a little bit. Tell us about Jesse Young, the freshman from Canton, Georgia. We had, uh, as a matter of fact, I think she was uh, on with us here on Mox on the Mic um, 
back either earlier this year or maybe it was late last year. We got a chance to visit with her for a little bit. I know the, a lot of excitement and a lot of promise around her game. Uh, how did her uh, How did her spring semester go? Yeah, you know, I think she about that March time. You know, she started taking some losses that she wasn't used to taking, and you know, even though maybe her record wasn't great at the end of the year, I think she learned more from March on that she probably did the entire last year, you know, when things are going well, that's easy. It's when things aren't going well that you, and you find a way to improve and really learn about your game. So me and Herb had some nice talks uh, right after, you know, the season and, and going forward. I mean, she's a hungry player and uh, uh, I mean, she's, she's already talked about training and get new rackets. So the spirit's there and, and just, I, I think you, you learn your greatest lessons, you know, when, when you're defeated and when things aren't going well and she played the number one spot, which, that's a lifestyle. When you play number one, that's every day. Because every time you play another team, you're playing their absolute best player, and that, that's not easy. Is it, is it an open competition for you every week to see who's going to play in that number one spot? Or once, once it's set, are you, pretty, are you pretty set? Yeah, I would say a little bit of both. This particular season, I mean, I was pretty set, you know, set in the top four um, positions. Um, the lower lineup is obviously a little more of a challenge and rotating and stuff like that. But I would say historically in my career, it's always been a bit of a fight in the middle of the lineup. And I, sometimes in practice, things may not go your way, but some players are just gamers. And that would be Jesse Young and Emma Van He. I mean, and even Polina Galapotova. I mean, when you put them in a match, they're, they're bringing it. And that, that, that's what you want. Walk us through the conference portion uh, of the season. Um, again, it, it was especially late in the year. There, there was a rough stretch of matches for you guys. Kind of take us through that and, and recap how it went. Yeah, it was quite emo- you know, emotional up and down after having such a great January, February to take a couple, couple losses, and then we'd get a good win. But, again, we were improving in some spots, which I thought was, you know, was really optimistic. And then we had a nice win over Mercer, so there was a lot of hope there. And, I mean, Furman's the best they've ever been, I think, in the history of their program this year. So we knew they were going to be tough. And, and ETSU, we took the doubles point off ETSU. So we had a lot of momentum. And then they just played some good tennis and got us. And, um, and then we, we had lost to Wofford, and, uh, which was a little upsetting. And uh, we kind of thought, because the only top four teams get in the tournament, we kind of thought, man, it's going to be really tough. And then a couple upsets in the SOCON. Next thing you know, we're playing Sanford the last match for the four seed. And uh, Sanford coach is a great guy. And we, we kind of looked at each other and said, one of us is going home as our last match. You know, it's just a shame that the, he had seniors and I had seniors. And unfortunately we were the ones that take a loss. Sanford played great against us. And but this is, uh, it was my wedding anniversary yesterday. And I was the first time I've not been in season. It was, a uh, well, phenomenally more bitter than sweet maybe, but like, so it was an odd, an odd feeling not to be running practice today on April 22nd. Um, a, a definitely a different feeling for the players. So it's what they do about it will be interesting as we get into the summer and fall. Confidence is so huge for a young team like the one that you had, isn't it? Yeah, not only that, just in these times, I mean, nothing's easy. I think, you know, you could ask any college coach in any sport in the country, just every day is like walking through mud and, and trying to, you know, figure everything out and doing really the best thing for your player every day. Cause sometimes the best thing for your player isn't always the best thing for the program. And I think it was just time as, as a coaching staff to really worry about the player and make sure that in my program that, you know, they were doing well in school and, and, you know, they're, they're doing all the things they need to do to be successful in the classroom, to stay healthy and, you know, and yet have some fun. I really feel like we had a good year because we got to accomplish a lot of the things we haven't been able to accomplish. So that was good. 
what do you feel like you got accomplished? Yeah, I just think we have a, a, a program that's really dedicated to doubles, and I really have nine players that can play some serious doubles, and I think that's really hard. I think a lot of times uh, coaches can kind of just take doubles lightly because it's worth one point, but uh, also just a culture of dedication, making it a competitive culture, and I think those are the kind of things that isn't always easy to do. You, some people look at my job, they go, oh, you only have nine players. It's like, yeah, but those are nine independent people, you know, that didn't play a team. There's no team tennis, really, in juniors. You just come into college, and it's like, it's an odd feeling. And, and it's like you play junior, you're all about yourself, and then you get to college, and it's all about the team. And that's, I think it takes years to really develop that mindset. You were, you guys were able to navigate the schedule pretty well. Um, you lost an event at Tennessee State. You lost another event, I believe, at Alabama A&M. Outside of that, outside of those two, you got to feel, I would think you feel pretty good about the fact that you guys were able to get through this, A, relatively healthy, but B, just able to get matches in. No, you're, you're hitting a home run. You're speaking to my heart right there. That's kind of my, you know, when COVID happened and we were just discussing the fall and the spring, it was like playing college tennis was the goal and not having, like you just mentioned, you know, 10 cancellations and and I think it brought college coaches uh, phenomenally closer together. You know, it's like, hey, listen, we got a cancellation. Can we reschedule? Usually it's like you get mad when a coach wants to reschedule. No, I got you. How about this day? A lot of working together. A lot of, you know, when the other team gets to your courts, you know, you're, you're, you're always like, welcome. But this time you really meant it. <laughs> and you're like, thank you so much for coming. Because just getting the team you know, to test negative and get them in the van and get them to where you need to go is quite an achievement this season regular season's over there's not a southern conference tournament for you guys so what's next for women's tennis at chattanooga you know just finishing up some recruiting you know we're excited that the NCAA has lifted the dead period you know start recruiting june 1st and uh so you know kind of working on that um a little bit of rest which you know is important i mean college tennis is a 12-month commitment for both the coaches and the players but getting a little bit of rest and uh, I got some players uh, changing rackets and, and doing some things. So there's exciting things. I think as the world's opening up more and more, there's a lot of optimism, uh, not just here, uh, you know, my tennis program, but all college tennis. Where's the development coming in technology uh, from a tennis standpoint? You, you've referenced players finding new rackets uh, yeah. before next season starts. Is, is that due to technology? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, my, these kids hit a lot bigger than they did in my day, you know, and that's just because of string and the rackets. And, and I, I think you're, you're actually asking a really important question when it comes to, like, really knowing your game and what works for you. And that, that's just not on the court, but your, your, your particular, you know, racket, string, and, like, what works for you. Instead of me just telling you, it's like, I don't really know what feels good to you, right? I'm not the one hitting it for you. So it'll be interesting to see as we move forward in some of the equipment. And I'm – it's always getting better, so I'm always trying to educate myself on, on, on equipment. That's probably one of my biggest weaknesses is just knowing what's around the corner when it comes to that stuff. If it's like anything else in this world, you, you can't get complacent because whatever it is today, it'll be outdated by tomorrow, it feels like. Yeah, and then, you know, the player in me, I can kind of hit with anything, but that I probably didn't feel that way when I was 19 or 20 either. So uh, now, But, but it, there's a lot of people we know that you kind of go to and get advice from just like anything else. How important is the weight training in women's tennis? Yeah, this year, you know, we had uh, Coach Ethan Reeve here at, at UTC do a great job, and, and I think we might go a little more fitness for next year. I think the thing is, the minute you go a little more one way, right, fitness, it's like, ah, we needed more weight training. And But I felt like we were a pretty in-shape, very athletic team, which is something that I, I try to recruit players that are athletic and create, create an athletic 
you know, weight room experience where it's like, it's not, we're not just benching and throwing up tons of weight, but you know, it's very tennis related and very tone. How many of your girls played a second sport in high school? Because you mentioned the fact they, you know, look on paper, uh, and, and when you see them physically, they pass the eye test. I mean, this looks like a group that could step on a basketball court or a volleyball <laughs> court or, or go on the softball diamond somewhere. Yeah, actually, I've started recruiting some players taller than me, which is a little bit of a different feel. So, yeah, I would say that when it when it comes to other sports, it is interesting to see uh, when they say they play basketball and I watch them shoot. I'm like, oh, honey, I don't, I don't know if I would tell people that. But other times that we have track and, and soccer and, and different things, which really helps, you know, I'm not a, if, if I could give any advice to any parents is like don't specialize till you're 14. It's like let let your you know, Susie or Johnny play a bunch of sports uh, I just feel like the more athletic you are in college tennis, the, the, the better, the better it is. But we, we develop some things. We have some fun doing some athletic stuff and they love racing each other, which, you know, it's like back in kindergarten, but it works out for our program. Hey coach, listen, enjoy, uh, enjoy recruiting. Thank you. Enjoy your summer. Uh, try to spend a little time with your wife. I mean, I, I hope you <laughs> took advantage of having that opportunity to have the, uh, to be at home on your anniversary for the first time and, and yeah, scored yeah. yourself some brownie points. Yes. Yeah, she's a cheap day. I just took her to breakfast at a diner. That was, that was good enough. So, but yes, thank you. We're excited. The program's excited. We appreciate you having us on coach. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Chattanooga's men's tennis team finished with a 9-11 and overall record. They were 3-4 and in Southern Conference play. Head coach Chuck Mersbacher joins us now on Mox on the Mic. Coach, let's get some uh, congratulations out of the way here at the start. Tomas Rodriguez, first team All-Southern Conference, also first team doubles along with Peyton Gaddy. Let's start first with uh, Rodriguez and kind of his, uh, his season uh, and, and what you saw from him this year. Um, I mean, Tomas is really it's nice to have your 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 best player be your hardest worker. Just takes care of his business, and uh, he's just mature. He's played the two spot um, these la- last couple years, his first two years, and then moved into the one spot and did a great job. I mean, that's just really a tough spot to play. It always playing a team's best, and uh, you know, you just you, you can't really have a bad day. You got to really line up and compete well. He did a great job obviously first team all conference in the singles that's awesome and then he and then he followed it up with the doubles too which is um is is amazing you know that was his first first year at the one spot in doubles as well and he'll be back that's gonna make yeah yeah, really he's gonna be uh, athletically he's gonna be a junior next year so two more years and and uh and i think he wants to go play after you know he wants to play uh, professional tennis after at least give it a shot. So he's, he's in the right direction. It was a tough start for you guys. And we talked about this, I guess it was back in December or January that, that you guys were going to open up with Clemson and Alabama on the road to, to start off this spring semester. What did you learn in the early going of this season? Well, I mean, those are two, you know, matches that are, uh, it's going to take all we got. We, we, uh, um, and we got, back from break and we actually got a chance to get the guys ready um most of them ready for that match and got back early and and uh didn't play that well against Clemson but it was just good to play it was out our first match and uh and then we played a lot better against Alabama and um you know I thought we were going the right direction and then we 
had almost a complete shutdown of the program in the beginning of February, where we were kind of hit more of the mid-majors matches and we were almost shut down for three weeks. So it was just, bam, you know, it hit us. Do you feel like that pause came at a, at a bad time for you guys? Like you weren't ever able to get that consistency that, that you need early in the season? Yeah. And I think especially like our younger guys that were just starting to really figure out getting on a roll here and, um, it couldn't have probably been in a worse time. And, and, and just all the things that come with a, like a really almost a complete shutdown was we came back, we had maybe a day and a half of practice and we went down to Jacksonville um, state and, and it's 75 degrees that day. It was kind of hot. It was guys were cramping, you know, just they really weren't ready really to um, physically and, and, and a lot mentally just, just all of a sudden you're back and playing this, D1 tennis and and uh, it was it was tough. We had to play our way into shape, you know, and we had to back off. Um, we had to stay fresh at the same time. It was just a lot of that stuff where I felt like I really couldn't train the guys the way I would like to train them. Especially in tennis, you can do a lot of individual hitting and uh, and getting them ready and talking about their game. And we just we really lost that part um, right in the middle of you know, getting revved up for like, you know, SOCON and stuff. So it was, it was tough. Walk us through the Southern conference portion of the schedule. Um, it was, you know, we, we went three and four and we really came down to one match deciding if we were going to go to the tournament, it was against Mercer really tough match for us. We were ahead three zero and we lost four three. Um, and, uh, but the, you know, we, the other school, it really, there's five teams I think that could win the conference. We're one of them, but they're only taking four this year with COVID. Um, and that was disappointing just for the guys. I felt like we were playing pretty well. We were playing everybody tough. Um, didn't necessarily, re, you know, get the results we wanted, but uh, still, as you can tell, with the all-conference team and everything, they just, uh, these guys were, were recognized. We just couldn't get everyone playing well at the same time. And... Uh, and uh, so it was, you know, the, the conference is just tough, just a good tennis conference and you just got to line up and we uh, going three and four, you know, if we would be four and three, we get, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be in the tournament. So. How many seniors do you lose? Uh, we have three. So we have three seniors that we'll lose. We'll, we have um, one guy or two guys coming back for that extra senior year, but we lose three. Um, We'll lose uh, Cooper Long, the Chattanooga guy, all Chattanooga guys. Luke Plasted is a Chattanooga kid, and a guy named Turner Voges, um, local guy and uh, famous Voges family, tennis family. So um, we're going to really miss those guys. What's What's next for you guys? You the the season's over with, and from the competitive standpoint, but um, what's the next couple of months going to be like for for Chattanooga men's tennis? Um, well, I think we, you know, we ended on a good note. We were out of it. We played Greensboro on the road, really played well. We, we got the job done. They were really kind of a dangerous team. And, and uh, we had senior day um, with uh, Covenant College. We got some guys in that normally don't play. And um, that was good. And I think we just, everybody's ready actually for the summer. We got some guys staying um, that are going to be training here. And I think they're all excited about um, putting, you know, the COVID year behind. But we got some, we got some stuff done. And I think they're, 
a positive group. They're like, all right, we got through this and we're ready to kind of train properly, get, get through the, all these protocols will probably most likely go away and we can just get back to some normal, normal training. And I think the summer will be, will be that way for a lot of these guys that are sticking around. So it'll be, I think we're all just excited, glad we got through this year. So what did you get accomplished this year, uh, this season as a team, you, you know, from a, whether that's as a, from a team standpoint or if, or if you want to go from an individual standpoint, what, what did you get accomplished this year? I think our doubles play was like amazing. I think we were 11 and eight in, in the doubles point. And um, we got a lot done with our doubles. I mean, just the, just working on fundamentals of the doubles and then in putting it into play. We did some things that I thought, um, uh, you know, when you don't always have the partners together, we had guys that were um, not always together and they did a great job of like when we had our, everybody together, um, um, you know, various lockdowns and stuff or contact tracing or whatever quarantine type stuff that we were dealing with, man, they did a great job with the doubles. And that's, that's what I feel like going into next year, you get the doubles point. Um, then you just got to split the singles, you know, and I feel like that, keep that pride in our doubles play. I think as a team, like, you know, that that's team stuff for tennis, you know, doubles and working together and figuring it out. So I really, really like what we did with our doubles. Did you have a surprise this year? Is there's anybody, did anybody surprise you with, with their performance? I think Peyton Gotti, um, freshman coming in and being um, number one doubles and, uh, you know, being first team all conference at Peyton, um, he could play any sport. He's a really good athlete. I don't think he really knows how good he can be. Um, you know, I think he is a future um, at the top of our lineup in singles and doubles. And I think he, he he's, he's a, you know, he was, I knew he was going to be good, but I think he can be great. So. Coach, appreciate the time. Thanks for, for hanging thanks out. Thanks for all you do. We really appreciate you. Thanks to both head coaches for their time this week. And thank you for joining us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and review to Mox on the Mic. We appreciate your five-star ratings. Leave us a review and make sure you tell a friend about us as well. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. We'll see you next week right here on Mox on the Mic. Until then, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and we'll see you again soon.